Welcome to the next installment of the Yummy Coco Show. This is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I'm a comedy writer and filmmaker on this show. We talk about everything from the baby to the amazing Mark Jacobs's plastic surgery journey. Um, hashtag thank you, Dr. Giacono. Um, anyway that's that's been a, a joy to watch uh and then also the love is blind reunion uh but this week i'll be chatting with comedy writer director producer shereen jones uh but first up some housekeeping if you like the show please rate or leave a review this is exactly how you can help more people to find the show uh it'd be very much appreciated um, so let's get into a replay of the sketch Chef's Off. Uh, it's about a woman competing in a systematically unfair cook-off competition. Enjoy. Sketch. Chef Off, the show where we decide who's good enough to exist. I'm your host, Kylie Hunter. To recap, Annie from a small, forgotten town. Oh, I'm here with Alice. <laughs> right. She's competing against Justin Time from Greenwich, Connecticut. Fun fact, Justin's family owns this very network. Nice. Why is this relevant? I mean, I don't understand how this... Well, actually, we own the conglomerate that owns this network. Oh, right. I, I was just... No, no, you're you're great. I know it's hard for you to get. Let's just move on, shall we? Okay, thank you so much, Justin. I mean, sir. Now, time for the judges to judge our chef. I see the judges loving Mr. Just Celery smeared with... Yes, this almond butter is amazing. Ah. Yes, I smeared it on myself. Ooh. Love it. It's so inventive. I... That's bullshit. I made a quail. Excuse me, Annie. Can you wait your turn? Yes, but I'm feeling like this is a little unfair. Feelings? Feelings? Is, is this a show about cooking or is this a show about feelings? You're right. You're right. Grow up, Annie. I'm sorry. I didn't mean Moving to... on. Judge, what do you think about Annie's what is this again? Well, it's a quail with berry compote. Oh, oh, and a little bit of mm -hmm. tasting sage. Um, well, yes, I tried to incorporate. I hate sage. Kylie, it's Kaylee. <laughs> it, it's okay. It, it's okay. Can you confirm it's sage? Yikes. Oh, Heavy on the sage not, there. Well, 
Actually, it's marjoram. Oh, um, that's right. How silly. Yes, my palate is so rusty, you know, despite the decades of, as president of the World Culinary Federation. No problem. It happens when you're brought up in a society where your taste buds are disadvantaged. What's happening? And it's not marjoram. You're right about the sage. Annie, enough. Why is it so important for you to be right because about what seasoning you I made it. Well, that's just your opinion, isn't it? That's not even I'm being gaslighted, and so are uh, all of you. Who cares? Why am I being attacked? Awesome. Let's get into my chat with Shireen Jones. Hey, Shireen. Hi. So, Shireen, we're going to talk about filmmaking, what's been going on in the past couple weeks in pop culture. Mm -hmm. Um, But first, you know, can you tell people about yourself? I know that you're a writer, producer, um, actress. You do it all. Uh, (laughs) Tell us about yourself and a director. Tell us. Okay. Um, yes, I do it all. Um, my name is Shireen and I'm from Philadelphia. I am a writer by first discipline, but um, I absolutely love directing. Usually when you write, you want to be able to tell people what to do with your words. So yes. uh, that's where the directing part com- came in. Um, mm-hmm. I'm from Philadelphia. 29. I'm a filmmaker. I absolutely just love film up and down. Um, I just recently uh, directed my first um, short film called Missing. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. What's it called? It's called Missing. Missing. Mm -hmm. And um, I am slated to direct my first feature on the 20th of August in New York City. So I'm super excited about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's awesome. I know, right? Can you talk about it? What's it about? So it is a it's a rom-com. <clears throat> um it's called The List. I won't give away too many details cuz I definitely uh-huh. want to I can actually even come back once it's out and we yeah, talk about it. Yeah. Of- you know it. Door is always open. The list. This uh, this sounds like your project. Um no, I was actually slated to I was um asked to be the director. Um the yeah. director Queen House Media is a production company, and they okay. actually sought me out to direct the, the film. So we're nice. Done this this um, this summer, I'm truly excited. It's on. I start filming the day after my birthday, so I feel like that's a really good gift. And happy birthday! But yeah, but I know you you have a personal project that's it. It sounds like just from the like the title and like your comedy, it sounds like something that. Uh, it is. It's definitely. It is. It's definitely along um, the kind of comedy that I like. I know you have read some of my, um, some of my. Yeah. Stuff. I I do have a pilot that I'm um, looking to shoot next year. Um, it's called How mm-hmm. to Have Sex in LA, and I typically write about Black women, Black fat women who look like me 
who are navigating nice. uh, dating scenes because it is very rough out here in, in this 2021. Um, oh, my God. So Especially in the pandemic. I'm usually talking about some crazy hijinks shit that's... Can I curse? Of course. People always ask, can they curse after they curse? But um, Yeah. People- <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the bomb has already gone off. It's already like, detonated. Can I let it sound? Can I let it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, I usually talk about the crazy things uh, dealing yeah. with dating. It's a very awkward sex situation or uh-huh. just dating in general and, like, trying to find love. I think that's kind of like... Um, the the thing that makes me I guess most vulnerable as a writer so those are the things that I usually like to attack and just kind of do it in a funny way because if you knew the type of things that I've been through you'd have to laugh to get through it we have to wait for the memoir (laughs) it's coming it's coming it's gonna be saucy it's gonna be full of full of sauce for sure nice nice okay so um that so that's amazing so did they read the project and then they were like okay this this uh woman has to be the uh the director for for the list uh they how did that happen that they like t- they sought you out mm-hmm. so one of the producers i worked with on my short film missing um yeah that film i had wrote and direct and that is uh, it's actually a heavy drama which is Mm-hmm. totally out of the realm of what I like to do and then yeah. after um we'd released it and we just had so much fun talking about it with uh panels and we did a, a virtual screening because it was during the pandemic um mm-hmm. I, I would tell her like you know I don't want to change my brand as a director like I I'm about comedy I like to laugh I want to do a rom-com um and then she was like you won't like you know you you you'll you'll get around to it and then ironically um in April uh, this is mm-hmm. after she had already read my pilot, How to Have Sex in L.A., which is uh, mm-hmm. definitely a raunchy comedy. Um, yeah. And I took I took a meeting um, and we kind of just talked about the idea. Um, she wrote it along with a couple other writers. Um, mm-hmm. And it is it's it's about it's about 90 minutes and, and it's a comedy and it's about a girl um trying to find love and trying to find love off of the list that she's made for herself of right what she wants the guy what she wants her guy to be um and uh-huh. just kind of navigating that all while through the pandemic as well so and that's another layer to it and, oh wow um, so it's, so it's like a it's a it's a present day mm-hmm. story it is, wow it is. uh-huh yeah we get i mean you because with covid um, I know your 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 partner, but like with COVID, you know that like dating online grew rapidly. Like I think prior yeah. to COVID, people weren't. Of course, like online dating was a thing, but mm-hmm. I don't even think people were like as open about saying like, "Oh, I met someone on Tinder," or "I met someone on Hinge," or you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So now it's like, "Oh, we're stuck in the house and we can't really do anything. Let me go on this app," and then that's like a whole nother animal in itself. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, th- we, that element was definitely brought out in the film. Um, I mm-hmm. actually contribute some, right, some, um, editing to the drafts and we talked mm-hmm. about the film and, uh, the, the main thing was I am this girl, this girl looks like me. She looks like my friends. I, I think, I think I know how to tell this story. So I think That's I great. would be best to tell this story just because I know what, um, what I want 
if if it were me watching this film, I know what I would want. And it is um a dark skin, full figure lead. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, shying away from the sidekick tropes or like, you know, the, yes. the fat funny friend full uh, you know, stereotypes, I felt like I wanted to actually accentuate this character and like all the things that maybe society feels like she should hide away I'm like we're gonna put that to the forefront and embrace it so that's how I became the director that's beautiful and are you are you starring in it too no I'm not starring in it okay so you found you found someone or or the the produce that's awesome um and and so that so it starts the 20th and it's gonna be like a a week-long production uh about two weeks so I leave next week and I come back in the beginning of September. Mm-hmm. That's amazing because um, we're we're also going to be working together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be assisting, but um, uh, our friend Ashley Shine, uh, who uh, created the hashtag TMI series, she's also. Um, so it's interesting. Like you're you're both like mm-hmm. very funny, silly <laughs> kind of comedians, mm-hmm. uh, but you've both written very serious dramas. So you've just directed yours, Missing. Yes. Ashley's going to be directing hers, which is called Sia. Yes, yes. And um, you're assistant director on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm an assistant on it. Mm-hmm. It's um, So it's going to be very interesting that, like, people who are comedy people are going to be making some, like, very uber, um, you know, sad uh, tear fest drama. Um, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story, right? It well, yeah. See, I won't. I don't. I'll let. I'll save that conversation uh, when you have with Ashley. We'll have Ashley. Yes, yeah, yes. we'll have Ashley back on too, Definitely. of course. Um, but um, but just both very special stories, missing and um and Sia, both very special um personal stories. Mm-hmm. Well, with with missing. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like it was um, it was a story that needed to be told. It was just about um, just this. Um, it was th- it was about three sisters. One of the youngest one goes missing, and I, you know, mm-hmm. by the film she's kidnapped. Um, wow. And then what I didn't want it to be a film about like trying to find the girl. I kind of really wanted to just shine a light on how like we adult adults of I don't know if that's the word like how we you know make young black girls like grow up so fast or like yeah presume them as guilty or like something is wrong um or that they they've done something wrong when you know the world is really out here you know a, a real big threat to them and and yeah I think I wanted to just focus on a real um a nuanced conversation about just how we choose to look at black girls um mm-hmm. especially when they're young and when they could actually be in danger and how our perception of them could be a threat to their lives could, could, could mean life or death. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, um, it's a child, but, but yeah, there, there have been moments that like for me, like as a, as like a preteen where I was seen more as an adult, like from, from, um, just different different scenarios. I can't think of it, but like um, where it's just like, no, no, I'm I'm a kid, mm-hmm. and and you know even Trayvon Martin. It's like, um, or especially like uh, having worked in news, you see how 
like young white boys who commit crimes are oh this this young boy but he's 19 yeah it's like it was an it was a mistake um but then you have you have these like you know 18 or 19 year old black boys and those are thugs Mm -hmm. those are the um you know those are men Mm -hmm. but they're they're not treated like teenagers like boys it it, the the tables turn and and the perception changes so so yeah that's that's a really incredible topic to to tackle i know i think um and and even even in inconsequential circumstances where it's like you know like girls are supposed to know not to wear short skirts girls are supposed to know like they're supposed to know to cover their bodies and it's just like am I supposed to know that or no I have to protect myself against like am I the reason that I'm getting you know approached or I'm being harassed or you know or being abused you know so I think um and then the 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 thing was in the film they were sisters right so it's not even just like the media it's sometimes it's like your own family there's it's, it's the people it's your community who view you as oh, being for someone sure. who is just automatically supposed to know um right and that you know girls are more mature than you know than guys and it's just like no that's not how that's supposed to be so I think with missing um I just wanted to kind of put that on on display for viewers to just kind of take a look at themselves and maybe think twice about you know making a young girl feel like she's supposed to be responsible for her safety um when when we all should be but I don't even like like but and it's just like oh that's so sad but I really like funny stuff too like I like no I know yes who doesn't I like sex jokes <laughs> so, love it love yeah. it too um but but yeah no she needs support we we need support um it's it can be very isolating especially nowadays where we're all just like living in front of our computers um we we definitely need community out there I, I wanted to talk to you about baby. speaking of needing community yeah it's a mess it is a mess a whole mess um we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute but just uh just to give more more um background into like how we met mm-hmm. um we met about a year and a half ago at a chicks with scripts event mm-hmm. uh, we talked about second city you were telling me about like oh they have good sketch writing classes and then um and then we talked about compton cowboys mm-hmm. um because you live out there i'm in south la um but you see cowboys all the time. I don't see cowboys. Um, it, it's just that it's like really random, right? Like seeing cowboys yeah. is not like a, it's not like a weird <laughs> thing. But seeing cowboys in the KFC driveway, it's like, and they have the the horses. It's like 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 ordering <laughs> ordering a, a six bucket, a, a twelve bucket, and like putting it on like wherever they put their arm where they hold on the saddle. Them. It's like oh okay okay I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I don't think they have like turn turning signals, so I'm just gonna wait. This is weird. Oh, well, okay. Let's oh, it's it. like a pooping horse in front of exactly. you. Exactly. Or like they're just oh. going extremely slow. And it's like, I have somewhere to be. You're beautiful, but I just have to go. Like you should yes. have these, like have horses in the stable on a ranch, not on Compton Boulevard. But I absolutely love the Compton Cowboys. Um, I see them all the time and I think they're great. Yeah, I saw them when we went to um, the premiere screening for the show Them. Mm-hmm. Um, they they made an appearance before the before the um, the show started, uh, which was funny because like there was no reference like in the show itself. There's like 
not really any reference to Compton. Like they moved to Compton, but like you don't actually like it's not a it's not a like fifth character in the movie. It's just kind of like it could have been any they could have moved anywhere. I get what um, you're saying. Yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and you know what? I've I'm realizing in storytelling how mm-hmm. to make the location like a an additional character like how is it that we could could bring those things out um yeah i love that i love that idea because now that now i'm thinking about it, it's kind of like yeah they could have just moved anywhere why is it compton like what's so special about compton the, the only i think viewers would have to bring their knowledge of knowing that compton prior to i think around the 60s or the 50s it, or yeah I want to say 60s, but I don't know for sure. Don't quote me. That it was a, a, a majority white neighborhood. And then it, right. when families started moving in because of the Great Migration, it became like a, a black neighborhood. So, but, right. but it's not like mentioned in the film, like what you said. So I think. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not, it's not mentioned in the movie, in the show. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And then also it, it was like they kept saying we should have moved to Watts. And I, I'm like, why didn't you move? Go to Watts now. Go now. These neighbors are crazy. I think. Go live with your aunties in Watts. Listen. And then it was also this this part where, like, it didn't even. I, I'm familiar with Watts. It didn't look like Watts, the building that she was coming out of. That building looked like it, way taller than any building I've ever seen in Watts. But I could be completely off. Because um, it's before the tower. Yeah. I think it's before the ta- Watts I think tower. It is. I think it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that show was very interesting in a lot of ways. Yeah, it, beautiful, though. Um, like the cinematography. I've never, costuming gorgeous color the way that those dps and that whole team play um play with color was yeah was some of the most amazing amazing visuals i've ever seen in a long yeah. time in contemporary filmmaking the family gorgeous mm-hmm, beautiful mm-hmm. family very very good acting um I because the 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 little Marvin was a creative director, which is why he got to be the showrunner mm-hmm. for the for the show. Like it's odd, like he's a, a visionary. Um, the story itself was a little like, okay, go to Watt one, go to Watts, mm-hmm. like get out of Compton, like why, why, <laughs> like the why, like it was constantly like I'm why? asking myself why, mm-hmm. like it, like in the show, Kevin can fuck himself. I don't know if you've um seen that yet. Oh no, I haven't. We haven't talked about it, but in that one, the major why is like why is she with him she Mm. could just leave she could leave at any time but like she's committed to staying in the relationship and trying to kill him but it's like just leave wow walk away and and yeah it's 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 a weird show because it's um it's like a uh it's a sitcom within a drama Mm -hmm. so anytime you go to the husband it's a sitcom but then when you go to her her story is drama so it's almost like it's almost like uh like you know shireen like you're like you're like like how you you know your storytelling (laughs) yes yes right i think um i never even seen i've never seen kevin go fuck himself the idea that Uh like especially when you're in a when you're in a relationship the idea that like the man gets to live in this happy sitcom yeah <laughs> and like everything is good and like we're living in a fucking drama it's, it's yes just, yes it's two totally different experiences that's so funny i think with them 
it was a lot of whys. Um, mm-hmm. And not enough, maybe, you know, I would say I would have liked to see a little, maybe a little bit more, um, like, payoff for some things. Yeah. Um, or, or, like, just even, like, why did they, like, why did, I think the real story was trying to find mm-hmm. those people that assaulted her in the beginning. That's where the story uh, was. That's the story. Yes. Because that was and killed crazy. And killed their baby. That was crazy. Like yes. that's where that's where the story is. That's that's what I wanted to follow. Like, do we get revenge yes. on those people? Can we go and try to find those people? They're so random. They just come out of out of thin air and they just get to walk yeah. out free. Absolutely. Yes. Not. Yeah. That that was very strange. And then it's just like uh, just a pile on of just like horribleness, like one after the other. Um, the yeah, I yeah. just. Uh, it was hard. It was a hard watch. It was. But gorgeous. Gorgeous. You know, Aretha Franklin again. Beautiful, beautiful gowns, gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful gowns. Beautiful, beautiful gowns. <laughs> but just, it was too much. Mm-hmm. But okay, so um, you're a director. What's your, uh, but you were saying uh, by by, pra- by principle or, or by practice, you're a writer. You are saying that, you said that beautifully um i i want to get that right you said that by by principle you're a writer i think by principle um by by yes. first discipline like my first discipline, discipline. My first yes discipline is is writing i've been, yes i think I've been, I've been writing since i was a child i can't remember like um getting my the reason that i was a star student is just because i got my work done really fast so i could write uh-huh. so my my teacher realized that I I like to sit in my notebook all day and just write stories and she was like you can do that but you got to get your work done first and I was like fair enough for me I would get my challenge accepted <laughs> that's all I needed fine just uh-huh. my agreement I'm gonna follow I'm gonna hold up my end you hold up your end so I would get my work done really fast and so just so I could write like whenever I had free time um but how how has your process how has your writing process changed um, during the pan- pandemic? Like, are you you're you're a late night writer? I think right. I'm a late night everything. It's really weird that I think I had posted a tweet saying like I get a good idea at like ten thirty p.m. and then uh-huh. I'm just like developing that idea probably to like around four a.m. Damn. I, I don't know why it's like a witching hour for me because that's the I can't I'm not getting nothing done like right now it's early in the morning like 10 a.m. yeah yes like nothing's coming to my head right now I don't I don't <laughs> think about nothing I'm li- I'm probably still asleep I'm thinking uh-huh. about like getting real life adult things done and then I guess that is like how it was when I was a, a kid right like in the morning getting the adulting things done and then at night I get to play in my imagination so developing so, uh-huh yeah yeah no no but i was saying it's almost like your your thoughts settle or something and then it's like that's when everything just flows yeah like I think all I, the ideas flow out i want to say it's when like every like the the world is calm and like outside is calm is when i am probably the most focused and i'm able mm-hmm. to either finish beating out an idea that I already had or something will come to me and I'll find out find a unique way to, to tackle it maybe in mm-hmm. a funny way and it just I just go all night long and wow I'm I'm a night writer for sure night writer I'm a night writer that's right nice <laughs> 
Okay. Um, how, but how, so, so it hasn't changed in the pandemic late at night, you, you start, you go, it's not like, um, like, cause obviously like you're not going places like how people go to like a cafe or something. So you're at home anyway. Yeah. Well, mo doing creative writing, I am mostly at home during the pandemic. I think it may have even got worse because, you know, when you're like pre COVID, I had to go to sleep early so I could get up early to go work. So it would never go until 4 a.m. Maybe it'll go to like 1 a.m. or like mm-hmm. maybe midnight. Like I'll do like a good 9 to 1, 1 a.m. Um, wow. A 9 p.m. to like a 1 a.m. And then I'll go to sleep and get up and go to work. But because we were working from home, it, it kind of got a little bit worse that I could just, oh, I could go till 4 a.m. or I can go until 5 a.m. because I'll just have to roll over and, and clock in the work. <laughs> I, oh, my goodness. I couldn't do it. I don't know. I fear when I become a staff writer, how is that going to work? I I have no idea how that's going to work um, because I know you have to be up and early on time. And like, the you know, the 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 survivor jobs thing, like, I don't know about you, but like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I could give it like 60%, but I give writing 100% all the time. And it's like, how can I do that if I don't have any energy? Because I just like to write at night. So I know, but like, it's also for, but, but for making a TV show too, there's a lot of, 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 uh, work at night. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're working or like if you're filming, like if you're, if you end up like directing episodes, you're going to be, you're going to be using that, that night skill. Like I'm, me, I'm just going to be like bedtime. <laughs> it's bedtime, but you're going to still be going. They're like, oh, well, Shireen's still here. Shireen's working. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't stay up. I'm tired. I'm so tired. Are you a morning be, I'm, I'm a morning person, um, especially like um, with, with a, you know, a kid. And, mm-hmm. and as soon as they get up, it's like, you know, you it's, it's, I gotta be, I got it's time to go to work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like in, in that kind of uh, family sense. So like, I, I have to do, I have to get up early mm-hmm. and then my cats wake me up at like 4 AM. They, um, my, my girl cat will yell at me like for food. <laughs> and then I, you know, and then it, that, that's what starts my day. And then I just end up, you know, I'm just up. I think I so need I'm to up early. get a cat cause cats do wake up early and maybe yeah. I have to get like a, <laughs> Maybe I feel like a, a cat who wakes up at like five a.m. and like I could like make something happen. But they're they're up all night too, though. They sleep at different hours. I think that they would just um they their hour y- your hours would would just coincide. It would it would link up. <laughs> right. I feel like <laughs> probably more than likely you'd be night owls together exactly, and then they'll be looking at me like at at ten a.m. <laughs> like girl, it is time to go to sleep. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so do you have a like a, a text thread that gets you through the day? A text thread? Um I have a, a, a chat with my line sisters. Mm. And well, you pledged with uh Sig- with who? Sigma Gamma Rho sorority. Oh nice. Uh-huh. So I have a chat with my line sisters and they kind of get me through. It's it's not really get me through the day, but like someone will say something crazy in there and they'd be like, Oh, I'm I'm kind I was sad today. That made me laugh. And then we could kind of just talk about what what was the last thing we talked about? Let me check and see. 
I think the last thing we probably was talking about sex. I think we were talking about nice. Something to talk- <laughs> <laughs> so si- sigmas are like the academic sisters, right? Those are the more um, compared to the other the other mm-hmm. um, sorority sisters. I guess I, I feel like that that feels weird to say like the other sorority sisters are like dumb because or like no not- no not at all. Okay, I mean uh, you know famously Kamala is aka um, I think. Uh, I, I forgot who's a Delta. Um, there's a, that's there's, famous. There's, a, there's, a there's so of, many. There's a lot of, of, of um, famous Deltas or, or notable Deltas. Um, yes, yeah. I guess if if we're speaking like in traditional like stereotypes, we are the um, we are considered the academic girls, if you will. But it is because um, all of our founders are school teachers. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So that's where that that uh, that I guess idea or image comes from all all seven of our founders are school teachers in indiana oh okay all right um so a, a famous delta i just googled is uh keisha knight pulliam there's there's like there's you there's, there's many there's angela bassett yes keisha knight pulliam i, I want to say maxine waters is a delta i don't really know i don't, I don't soledad o'brien's a delta okay there's so um, many Mara Brock Akil. She is as well. From the game. She is. She is. Um, yeah, there are tons. Uh, Kim Whitley. Uh, there, there are many. Uh, Roy Wood Jr., funny, funny enough, I think he said on Amanda Seals' show that, like, if you pledged a, um, like, a black fraternity or sorority, like, you're you're kind of set, like, in Hollywood. Yeah. Because there, there, there's so many. There is. Um, yeah. I, I didn't make it as, as an AKA. I went to a rush and I didn't have the right paperwork and they were like, okay, bye. <laughs> so that was it. <laughs> like, and I was like, no, wait, wait, wait I can wait, get I it to you in a few days. days. I'm around the Please. Like, let's calm there. down for a second. I can go print it out. Yes, it was like it was like in The Godfather when he slams the door in Diane Keaton's face. That was me. Right. It's just like, like, no, no, no. no. Like, let's work this out. Like, let's negotiate something. Uh, I think I think um, I think that there is some truth to that. The idea of like when you become a part of uh, any fraternity or sorority, you kind of have like that network where it is good to like I could go to any corner of the world and I see someone in blue and gold and i'm like oh mm-hmm. hi Sonora. and you get to like yeah know, you know you find out that they're they may be in law or they may be in in entertainment and it in some ways it could make or break whether or not you get a job or you know yeah you know, whether you can maybe get into something just because you have that built-in network that is like a sisterhood for life so yeah i think um what me and my line sisters i i, I enjoy that part of the network but i definitely enjoy the 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 fact that like I didn't know these people, these women mm-hmm. prior to their whole, you know, my whole initiation process, and now they are like they'll be in my life forever. They'll those they'll wonderful. be godmothers to my children. They'll be yeah. to my wedding. They'll they'll be there to you know to see me accept awards, claiming it. Yes, right. Yes, Emmys, Emmys hello. Oscars, like they'll be there. Yes, so all you know, all cheering me on, and I I like that part of it. Yeah. Yeah, my one of my cousins, um, she's um she's no longer with us, but like we yeah, one of my cousins was a Sigma, mm-hmm. um, a really wonderful person. 
named Patricia. Shout out to her wherever she is. Yes, and then know. also um, Marjorie Mesador, I think, um, if she's listening um, out in New York. She's a lawyer. Um, she's the harassment slayer. She's like, <laughs> if you have been um, sexually harassed in the workplace, she will be your uh, assassin slayer of the law. Sure. She's she's really great. And she's a, I think she's a Sigma. Sounds like a very so, lucrative career. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she, she does very well for herself. I love Soror. Yes. Um, okay. So, so we're talking about community. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's get into baby. So rapper baby, he's faced over a week of intense criticism from celebrities and public alike following his uh, bullshit remar uh, remarks mm -hmm. he made during his uh, Sunday set at, it was very weird, at the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami. Um, Dua Lipa was surprised and horrified. <laughs> India Moore from Pose, she, um, they approached it more like, you know, let's call the baby in kind of moment in in a um, in a uh, Insta post, uh, and uh, and they were talking a lot about like to toxic masculinity in the black community. Mm -hmm. um, I I cracked up when they called the baby boring. Uh, um, because, uh, you know, he had that tired line about giving blowjobs in the parking lot or something like that. Right. Like, you don't, don't want to get yeah. your in the parking lot? Yeah. And, and they were like, it's an exhilarating experience. Exactly. I don't know what you're missing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? I think that if you're not trying to get your dicks up or if you're not trying to get <laughs> eaten out in the parking lot, you don't know what you're missing. You don't know the yes. excitement. Of getting fondled in the back of a Ross supermarket parking lot Ooh. and just making and hoping and praying to God that while you are about to be close to God, that nobody catches you. Okay, that's yes. my first thought. I think that um, the criticism is definitely warranted, and mm -hmm. it's just warranted because a lot of it was inaccurate and. Even it's from, like, what are you thinking? Like, first of all, pussy doesn't smell like water. Pussy smells like <laughs> pussy. Like, and it's nothing wrong if your pussy smells like pussy. Pussy is going to, it's going to be musty. It's skin. If you close your eyes right now and put pussy in front of your nose, you're going to know that that's pussy. Like, right. like if you, you know what dick skin feels like, you know what pussy feels like. Like, it, right. it, it's not supposed to smell like water. And what kind and of water? Dasani? Like, this is just so yes. many questions. Oh, my God. Things. Fuji. Fiji. But exactly. Fiji water. But also, like, ball smell, too. Ball smell. Exactly. And you still want somebody to put them in your clean, mouth. Clean that. Put a douche there. Exactly. Put a douche on your balls. Soak your balls. The baby. Soak it. Whenever yes. balls start smelling like water, <laughs> then you call me. <laughs> yes. Um, but... All in all, even just the comments about like HIV and like dying in two weeks, it's like, yeah, we're not in 1993 anymore. Like, how is it that you have this very uh, idiotic approach to yeah. like HIV? And, and why is that like the thing that you call out at a Rolling Loud concert when nobody has masks on during a, a, a pandemic? Because that's what's really yes. going to take you out in two to three weeks. That's what's right. really going to take you out in two to three weeks. So exactly. I, I mean, okay. I think that um, I think I listened to India Moore's um critique of mm -hmm. his comments, and she had she made a point that like mm -hmm. you you went on stage and basically shamed these people for 
having sex in the parking lot or for having HIV when like your last album was about fucking raw. Like I don't yeah. what what what's it giving? And like that's just that's kind of what toxic masculinity does, right? It's like yes. it has this critique of the of everything but them. Like they're isolated exactly. from that, that critique and it and it really feels like they can't make uh the the connection. And listen, I think that if he gonna get dragged, he needs to get dragged. Um because they were wrong and nobody's coming to pay all of that and risk their lives without a mask on at Rolling Loud to hear you talking about me and my HIV status because I'm not going to die in two to three weeks. But we might all die from COVID in two to three weeks fucking around with Right, you. right. Yeah, it was so bizarre. Um, and yeah, and it was just like, yeah, yeah. If you, if you left that at home, I think he said something weird like that too. Really? Like if you left your HIV at home or I don't know, some weird, he's, it was all very strange, like diary of the mouth. It also was like very specific, like sucking yeah. in a, in a parking lot. Okay. What do you want? Like, let's unpack this, beloved. What's I know? What's I know. Did this happen last night? Like, what happened? Did you not get it? Did it not happen? Like, what? Where does that come from? Because it sounds like it's coming from a place, and I just want to make sure that we can address that. But yeah, was there a horse moving slowly in the parking lot, <laughs> pooping? Exactly. A Compton cowboy Listen, that that caught him. Something, but um, I think that the baby needs. To learn, um, to learn, to learn, the baby, to learn to not say idiotic shit on stage to people who are paying him to not say idiotic shit. So, God bless. Right, I, I think that I also think that people can choose what to do, right? Like people who decide to like change their mind about him and like mm-hmm. not not waste their energy or labor on educating him um, about things that like are is on Google and like they don't. Like, you don't have to say those things. It's fine. There are people who feel like they want to bring him in and, you know, educate him and and talk him through some of his bigotry. That's fine, too. So just I think that whatever is good for you and however you're able to protect your peace, because it feels like these niggas, it's going to take a while to to not, you know, have them being toxic. So I'm not exhausting my labor, but Godspeed to whoever does. That's right. Yeah, because um, you know, now the baby has uh, possibly lost all his de bookings because he hasn't de learned, um, to to do not do that. Do not do um, that. Do not do that. Um, he's he's lost iHeart Music Festivals, Lollapalooza, Governor's Ball mm-hmm. in New York. Um, he definitely deserves it. But I, you know, I definitely feel bad for all the people working under him, um, that are not going to get paid for for you know working with him mm-hmm. um he uh we're we're talking on tuesday this is going to air tomorrow okay. um on monday he finally did come out with a statement um where he said that he apologized to the lgbtq plus community mm-hmm. for hurtful and triggering comments uh then he later said again i apologize for my misinformed comments about um hiv aids and i know education on this is important but he also came out he like he sounded very defensive too um there was yeah go ahead yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that, like, there was a line that said, I, I appreciate the many people who came to me with kindness. But what, what were you going to say? Um, I feel like I didn't know. First of all, that 
public statement um mm-hmm. definitely wasn't written by him no the, no way the baby doesn't sound like he says things like education but it's yeah, okay it's the, the baby didn't derate the, it the baby didn't derate it but that's okay <laughs> it's fine it's okay it's fine um i think that there's consequences to actions there are there are consequences right. to actions and i and and i i guess to it's just disheartening to know that like the apology comes from um like i want to i want i want to not be a pessimist about mm-hmm. the the apology coming from a real genuine place um but there there's something about it that feels very just like you know i'm just doing this to save face and i could really care less and it's just and like, save his money yeah it's like the idea of 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 tolerance is just not something that is enough for people who are queer like it's not enough for for us yeah. i'm a queer woman it's it's just not enough to be tolerated mm-hmm. or to just be or just to keep your negative bigotry ideas at bay like figure out why you're saying the shit that you're saying and like mm-hmm. really do do the work to not to to not think about that like change your mind we queer people were minding their business like people with hiv yeah. was minding their business and, and listening to it. listening to his music exactly listening to your music and we want to do that we're not we're not coming up here trying to we're not coming trying to to make you change like you talk about crazy stuff a lot in your music and we come and we we buy your we buy your tickets mm-hmm. for your shows like it, it's just weird that like men like that and men who supported him because there were rappers and there were influencers who definitely felt like he didn't say anything wrong. It's just really disheartening to know like that. Ti exactly. Ti, mm-hmm. that man with that track. Yeah, right sit down, Ti. Anyway, take, some seats. take take a lot of seats. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's just it's just disheartening to know that like this apology comes after your finances are hurt. But if it takes your finances to be hurt to not say that ish anymore, then oh well. Yeah, and get get the educated, the baby. Before you get defunded, the baby. Defunded, yes. Defund the baby. Defund the baby. <laughs> Woo. Okay, and this also comes in a week when Matt Damon revealed that he just learned a few months ago not to um, use the F word slur. Uh, so his daughter's um, treatise on how wrong the word is um, that that um that came after he said it at home in a context of recalling a joke from a movie um Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason i think he said this like in in an interview that like i Mm -hmm. also diary of the mouth like who who asked you about like the f word and like (laughs) Just like, like like he put his own foot in his mouth and now he's having to come out with statements like he came out with a statement today that um he said he never he never used the word use the word in his personal life he does not use slurs of any kind okay. um he also said that he was trying to show his daughter how far the um lgbtq plus community has come while there's still much work left to do so like yes there's toxic ma- masculinity in the black community but also um you know white white dudes just dudes in general i think yeah i think um to find a to to find a man without some kind of toxic max masculinity or just like some kind of patriarchal idea is 
mm-hmm. to find a unicorn and they're not yes. like <laughs> uh, so uh I mean uh, he gets to he has to feel it too and it's it's also like you like you want you want a cookie for not saying derogatory like you want to be praised for like yo my, like my daughter educated me on like with a treestis like, like she's a kid who writes treestises I'm like, you use right. that in a sentence. I don't even know what that is. I don't even, yes. I don't even know what that fully is. I, it, it feels like some some form of writing, so okay, but it's just like you needed a child to tell yes. me that, that was bad. Like, come on, what what are we not? What what are we missing? <laughs> like, what what are you guys what are you guys thinking? And I think the idea of you just wanting to have you wanting a, a cookie for learning not to say a derogatory term anymore from a child. No, no. Next, skip. Right, and uh, yeah, and then maybe even from the public too, because I, you know, for for him to to want to share that, and well, well, my daughter wrote a treatise. Like I, I guess he was. It was almost like a he he thought maybe it would be like a pat on the back moment, um, you know, about him having a smart daughter, oh. about him knowing what a treatise is because he went to Harvard, um, you know, just so many things. Like he, 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 yeah, he totally thought it was like, like give him out a cookie moment. Like definitely get, where are my cookies? Exactly. I, like I birthed, like I had a hand in this child who hasn't even experienced real life adult things. Yes, and, and, and is rich. Oh my god! Yeah, how yes. profound? No, how how profound? How special are are we? Yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um, which also reminds me of Love Is Blind, the after the altar reunion, kind oh. kind of boring. I thought like I had to watch it. If, like I had to like take a break and then go back and watch it I again. Was I thought I was yeah. Older. I think I think I'm old more. I think I was old a little bit. Yes. More. I didn't know it was just gonna be, um, like a like a meetup. Like it basically was just like. <laughs> Like a meetup that they there was the lead up. There was the lead up to this like anniversary party. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren wore this like uh just like ball gown, <laughs> like with the with the longest train to like mad. a hotel rooftop party, and it's like purple with like one <laughs> long sleeve in Atlanta. Yes, it's hot, girl. It's it's super hot. <laughs> she wore with oh my god, she wore that. Um, Cameron wore this like very very thick looking gray suit. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not gray, sorry, green. It was like em- um emerald green suit. Uh, yeah, it was kind of boring. But but going back to you know what we're we were talking about, um, Carlton, um, who famously like had that like big blow up mm-hmm. with Diamond because mm-hmm. he withheld information about himself, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. But like he he had a shouting match with Lauren about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, he, he said that um, that Diamond couldn't deal with his sexuality, and mm-hmm. that's why they broke up. And mm-hmm. and then you know the by extension, it's the black community. It's mm-hmm. it's her just um, being homophobic. Um, it, you know, not that he withheld information about himself until they're like poolside, right? Or it was like it was, or it was like their night or something to be together. Yeah, I think they were like already like, engaged. It's like yeah, they're engaged. Um, she said all this stuff about herself, cried. He withheld all of that because there was a sort of he wasn't all the way proud of it. Mm-hmm. It seemed like I think two things could be true at once. I think she could be homophobic. Uh huh. 
uh, or not, I don't want to even, I don't even want to put that on her. I think her reaction can stem from an ideology that is rooted in homophobia. Yeah. I also think that his response, knowing that, may not have been the best, right? Because yeah, there's a reason that you lie. There's a reason that you lie, right? So, like, let's just assume that the reason that you lie is because you thought that she wouldn't accept you and that would be an extension of homophobia or biphobia. Like, mm-hmm. in that sense, um, this is, and it, it, it will probably sound like I'm being hypocritical, but in that sense, this is a situation where you may have to do a little bit of work in order to approach that situation in a way of understanding that yeah. while that person is limited in in their view of you, you still have to either make the choice to deal with it, right? Like, so are you going to deal with trying to teach her or coach her or navigate her through that? Um, and that's fine if you don't. But to have that kind of visceral reaction to something that you already know is something that you kind of really can't change in one conversation or something that you cannot change after you lied is yes. it's like you're expecting you're expecting her to have this this imaginary like response to something where you've also contributed like a lack of integrity. So what to have that kind of and, and I think that that because it wasn't even that wasn't even just his response with was it the girl named Carmen? Carmen. It, the, what was his wife's name? The the girl that he was supposed to marry but ended up not marrying. What's her name? Oh, I forgot. Carlton. Yeah, Carlton's what would be wife, ex fiance. Oh, Diamond. 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 Okay. Yes. 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 So okay. like he, I thought there was another one. No. no okay. No. He had Diamond. That, he had that reaction with Diamond, but then he also had that reaction with Lauren. So it feels like yes. this is something that triggers him and you would have to ask yourself like, why Why is that a trigger? If It feels like for me watching it, like it is something that he's insecure about. And yeah. then it's like, are you insecure because you have your, your own internalized ideas of, of biphobia and what it means to be bisexual as a black man? Because it is tough. Like it is tough. And while yeah. like women like me who don't care or like can understand like a man coming to me saying that I've been with men. Sometimes I like them. Sometimes I like women and me yeah. not really being like, Oh my God, like throw them away. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of black women who, um, who find value in bisexual men. And it sucks because it's like, for me, I feel like, do you, you want to, cry with a straight man who's cheating on you a lot or or do you or could could happiness be in a man who's been with men like and why why does they have to feel like you're you you didn't win the prize or you didn't you didn't get your dream happy ending because he like having sex with men i like you like having sex with men too yeah yeah it's fun sometimes mostly (laughs) It's an exhilarating experience to quote uh, India Moore. And if you do it in the back of a Ralph's parking <laughs> lot, yes, without yes, yeah, exactly. I think I just think that um, sometimes to like to never have a, a that kind of visceral reaction because nobody's like if you feel like you're on the defense all the time when you're trying to explain your identity, and I get it. Like sometimes that could really be like cumbersome and like full of like mm-hmm. exhausting labor but sure. you you gotta know what you're working with you got like you can't bring trigonometry to a third grade class you just can't 
<laughs> not ready for it. They're not ready for it. And you have to be mindful of that. And you're gonna you're gonna meet a lot of people or a lot of women who just won't be open to it. It's and it's hard to tell somebody that because it's like, oh, maybe they're not for you. I think Lauren has said something like, you know, like because uh he Carlton had mentioned something about like not feeling wanted or like having to change himself for people and she, and Lauren had just wrote it off as like well then they're not for you and it's like yeah girl they're not for me but then the people down the line ain't for me either then that would mean like nobody is for me and that means oh. I have to exist being isolated and that's not fun either so it really just requires so work. it came from a place of pain it, he was talking I, I, think, yeah. I think his reaction to it con- consistently especially with it being such a long gap with Diamond mm-hmm. and then having like the same kind of reaction with Lauren is like it is pain there it's it's pain right it's, Every both sides are valid. Both mm-hmm. sides have to come to the situation open-minded and really asking themselves what kind of world do they want to live in? What kind of partner do I want? And like, does my partner have to fit these patriarchal um gender conforming norms for me to be happy? So understanding what happiness is and being like, can this make me happy? Because when women sometimes women like diamond feel like a straight man can make you happy but he he be cheating on you a lot and yeah he not faithful either and he don't really like you like that and i'm not saying that you won't find that with the with the bi with the bisexual man but you definitely won't find good either if you decide to write him off either you know as well that's That's right. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and then plus, like, um, I don't know, I because I, I didn't read the list yet, but but it sounds like, um, you know, the idea of having like a list in your mind of like the perfect man. Mm-hmm. And if if they don't check these boxes, then it's like, oh, you know, forget mm-hmm. it. So, um, yeah, maybe. And that's also something for her, too, because in the reunion special, she started dating this guy who like came to the party in a trench coat. I have a lot of comments about like the style choices. It was in, very at different. This, like, it was very diverse. Party. Super diverse amongst <laughs> Every single person, oh, and it just like, felt why? like they why all are you was wearing going that to, to different parties, and then and then it's like, yeah, like he wasn't even really engaged that much, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's- he felt very awkward. It he seemed did, like, which- and then and then sorry. Plus, she was talking to stupid Amber the whole time about Mark, who like, wasn't, wasn't even there. there. It was we Let were old more love defund the love spine because we were old. <laughs> So much more. He wasn't even there. And then, um, who was Mark supposed to marry? These Mark was supposed to marry Jessica, Jessica. who looked like she aged like fifty billion years. Oh no! She was like drunk. It seemed she seemed drunk. It was very awkward how she tried to give uh, Barnett that gift. Uh, And then, and why? Yeah, it's also kind of inappropriate to still be trying to talk to somebody who's married to someone else, and not only married to someone else, but married to someone that you were in this whole experience with, and you, yes, you know. And if all things had worked out, you you'd be with him yourself. So yeah, okay. Um, and like the whole time in in Love Is Blind, like she was trying to get back. Oh, with him or like she get, was willing to yeah. bust the shots off yes, and do what yes. needs to be done she wasn't that into Mark no. but then we find out in the after the altars because Mark was a big cheater mm-hmm. Um, but like she didn't want to misrepresent him 
but she chose, I guess, to misrep or, 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 you know, classify him as a cheater in this, you know, re like reunion special. And the only thing is, I don't know if I fully believe Jessica because of the stakes of making him look equally bad because she looked terrible throughout the throughout yes. the, the series. I do believe that Mark might be a liar. I mean, it, it yeah. is it is to, to <laughs> men sometimes. Sometimes it's just, yeah. you know, whatever. But um I don't know. It just is like we're talking about this person that's not even there. And apparently he had apparently he had um a different situation with another girl on there. LC. LC. I feel like LC and Diamond are gonna get a show. Cause like they gave them so much airtime. They did. They're getting a show. That that that's gonna be the love is blind too. Maybe like trying to fix them up. Maybe love is not blind. Maybe love is love with Diamond and LC. Love is with the guy that you can see and then like see if you like them. <laughs> <laughs> like all the rest of the other reality love shows. Right, right. Um, Damon is boring. Go Damon, going on Damon, to the next Damon, character. Damon. Damon's the one with Giannina. Damon is not boring. Damon is what? not boring. What? Because there's something sinister about that motherfucker. Whoa! But he plays the nice but you guy. you see him in like a bad boy, like edgy, like sexy but kind of way. No, 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 no. It's not right. It's it's the it's the it's the nerd. Not I don't want to call him nerd, but it's the nerd who like uh-huh. who. It's it's the fuckboy who thinks he's a good guy because oh it is it's the fuckboy who thinks he's a good guy because because he's not out here being like the sexy guy or he's like a little bit self conscious about how he looks and he like he's open about getting Botox like he wants to make it seem <laughs> like he has something inside but he plays with Gianna a lot yes and strung her along for two years and gaslights her because yes he says that there's these things about gianna that he can't handle yet he never breaks it off with her no he and she doesn't want to marry she's her beautiful she's she's you know i i don't know why she's obsessed with that guy but because she, she it's the fuck boy in wow the fuck wow boom explosions he's right now he's a good guy but he's not because and he does things like gas like gianna like, you're too sexy you're too this you're too that so then why are you with her why do you keep Stringer her yes. along, and then you realize the fame that you had gotten from this show, and how you were able to play the victim because she was so much. Don't get me wrong; she's not without fault. But you were yeah. able, you were able to exist wow. as the good guy because she existed as the bad person. So oh my you, goodness! You go I'm trying to tell you, you, you you've uh, you cracked the matrix of this show. Oh I, my god! The only the only way that he could be Batman is so Gianna could be the Joker. Like that's the only way the two people can. But he's the Joker he, all along. Exactly. He goes on to get this fame, and people like him, and and girls are falling to him because they think that he's the nice guy. Yes. He, he, he's playing two women, and he brought two women to a party. Yes, Francesca did not need to be there in her Skims sweatsuit. She did not need to be there. In that in that fur jacket. I didn't even know what <laughs> when did they take this? Like was it really as hot as they said it was? Hi, I just yeah, I just want to get drunk with you. Exactly. And Gianna not even up on game because you want to like put daggers into this girl. And you're not realizing that like he has to be telling her something in order for her 
to come around. Yeah, to keep to keep her on to the on the string. Like, come yeah, on. I, on the hook. Yes. Damon don't he Ooh. he he got somebody played, but he don't got me played. I see right Wow. There. Have have you started watching Fuckboy Island? I have not. No, I don't I didn't even know. That oh, it's on HBO. Okay. It's on HBO. It's wild. Um, it's three women and they have to suss out the who the fuck boys are within a group of like it's like 24 men half of which are like really good nice honest guys that are looking for someone special the other half that are like basically sociopathic like fuck boy um um, who who could do that like Damien like um gaslighting because they, they even show a clip of like th this like real fuck boy who's like crying like like as if like he's like really mm -hmm. opening himself up to one of the women yeah I've, so you you could be on that island and you could be like <laughs> that's a fuck boy that's a, that that guy's okay yeah it i i i don't i think that there's no man that exists without fuck boy i just think that there's fuck boy spice levels sometimes okay. you sometimes you got a mild fuck boy sometimes you got an atomic hot fuck boy <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they may this may be the same guy and, and depending on where he is in his life maybe he's an, auto, a, an atomic hot fuck boy maybe he's at a mild level but I think that I didn't I didn't even know about that show number one but I, yeah. I just don't think that there's too many guys out there that does not have fuck boyish tendencies in the oh my goodness so so Shireen Jones writer director actress um, fuckboy specialist. Fuckboy scholar. I do. I, I do a lot. I do a lot of academia work in in fuckboyism, um, in the practice of fuckboyism in our community. And I'm I'm I I, I do the, the good Lord's work. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service. <laughs> I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I'm watching this show. I'm like, Damon's so boring. Why are you with him? No. But I didn't realize that he was um a wolf in sheep's clothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, also, uh, Francesca. Yeah. And, and then Francesca, he was calling her cutie pie and like totally like kind of stringing her along. Like, so yeah, somebody that's a friend. Party. That's inappropriate. Yeah. That's totally she, inappropriate to do that. Yeah, she did not need to be there. Um, she also needs, um, and I'm sorry to be so catty, but like a deep conditioner or a co-wash. Um, I would suggest to her, thank God it's natural or Sienna Naturals. I really oh. like do magic. It's um, <laughs> it's um oh my God. and um, she should not have been that party. She should have just been focused on that yeah. and uh, and just stayed home. I'm I'm not I, I'm not going to give Francesca that stray. I'm not going to give yeah. her that stray bullet. I think that definitely not supposed to be dressed like that at a cocktail party on a reality show. Yes, I, I do think that she didn't have the forethinking of just of like accepting the invitation and not going, but th this is like she could only be as much as what Damien makes her in his life, and so what 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 are you saying to somebody who you said you didn't want to marry but still want to be around and still want to date? Bring your friend. Uh huh. To a meetup that has absolutely nothing to do with nothing. Crazy. That you guys do. She's not part of the pod squad. She doesn't not. need to be. There. And it's like, why are you doing that? It's just weird. He doesn't have any food. I'm trying to tell you. I know guys like that. Wow. I've dated guys like that. I've been in the back of Ralph's parking lot with guys. <laughs> like that. 
so yes this is this is amazing so yes shireen jones writer director actress <laughs> fuckboy scholar okay so let's let's play a game Um, so this game, um, we're going to, it's going to, it's going to be, uh, called guess who or what. Um, so I'm going to rattle off some quotes or headlines and I want you to guess who the, the, or who, who it is or what this has to do with. Um, there are of course no winners. Um, I still love and admire you no matter what. Um, you are a, a scholar doing the Lord's work, as you said, and in, in uh, fuck boyology so like uh, much respect so anyway um you are you ready i do want to point out that i i need to win in this moment it's really <laughs> just the competitive leo in me i'm gonna try but i'm i'm fucking zoned in right now so i okay. need to win all right let's go let's okay. do this first questions from the real housewives universe okay the quote is edwin regretted not getting the shot Do I have to guess who said it or where? Edwin. So someone, a cast member's husband. Is it from the Salt Lake? No. Is it from Beverly Uh, Hills? Yes. I don't watch Beverly Hills. Oh, oh, oh. You watch Salt Lake City? I've never seen that one. I've never seen Salt Lake, but I... I think some of the podcasts that I listen to talk about it, and apparently oh, it's, it's a good just, it's a good uh-huh. universe or it's a good uh it's a good one. So I don't uh-huh. watch Beverly Hills. So I, I, I oh no, okay. So um, Beverly Hills star Teddy Mellencamp she got COVID recently from her husband. Um, she's fully vaxxed. Her husband is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the duo experienced very different symptoms. So just proof that like get the vaccine mm-hmm. um okay so the next one guess who this person is blank is guilty of unwanted groping sexualized comments hugging and fostering a toxic workplace for young women every black man who owns a record label uh well close um, uh, okay he's like okay no he's not a black man okay but okay. but close in that like that 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 is true that you have a point there. Um, he's a cute. Is it in the entertainment industry? A government official. Oh, is it um the guy from New York? Yep, the guy from New York. Oh, don't, so don't tell me. Yes, Como. Yep. Okay. So uh, let me amend that. Every yes. Potentially, potentially every potentially. man <laughs> in a position of power. Yes. And potentially any man in a, in a position of power mm-hmm. um, does does this. Um, uh, especially cord- according to our, um, you know, fuckboyologist, mm-hmm. uh, Shereen Jones. Yes. Yeah, so um, 
so yeah, according to Attorney General Letitia James, um, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo did sexually harass women who worked for him, despite him denying the allegations. So we're talking Tuesday. This show's coming out Wednesday. Who knows? Is he going to resign? I don't know. Uh, he not. hasn't. He probably not. To. He probably won't, though. Probably not. And I mean, Trump <laughs> stayed president and he did fuckboyology stuff and he, terrible, he awful, is corrupt stuff. The grand, the grand wizard master of yes. fuckboy and a whole other bunch of things. Yes. Oh, damn. Andrew, sucks to be you. Yeah, and that was after a five-month investigation. Um, it's unclear if he'll be charged with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he did, in fact, uh, foster a toxic work environment. So um, I don't know. Maybe Chris Cuomo is going to have to, like, you know, from CNN, his brother is going to have to actually report on, you know. That's embarrassing. That, that that's something to talk you know. about at Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He might, he might um, be losing his job too. Who knows? Um, as a result of all this, but uh, oh, really? I don't know. This is just me. This is just me, <laughs> kind of wild thinking that like he's gonna get like this whole thing is gonna. I don't know. This might get bigger than than you know what what it is. So uh, that's why I'm saying like this is Tuesday. I don't know what's gonna happen by Wednesday. Okay. All right. Let's move on to number three. This is from Twitter. Okay. Um. This is a quote. I'm going to tell y'all something that's going to mess you up. I've never tasted coffee. Who said that? I've never tasted coffee. It's someone that, I mean, as uh, black female screenwriters, we love her. I can, I can speak for you. Like, I, I don't even, I don't know for sure if you love her, but I'm pretty sure you probably love her. Because I love her. a screenwriter. Who I know Shonda is not saying that Shonda Rhimes is not saying she ain't, she's never had coffee. It's it's another person. She's a screen. Is she a screenwriter? A screen a comedian, screenwriter, co- comedy writer. Issa Rae. No. So you give up? No, I never give up. We'll, we'll be here all fucking day. <laughs> um, okay. Um, it just came out with a sketch show. Uh, Tiffany Head, Robin Didi, Robin Didi. So yes, coffee. Yes, it's amazing. She tweeted that this morning. Um, she posted uh, very super early, which is funny because you know coffee. Um, I I had already downed two cups. It was like seven a.m. Um, I don't know what she's missing. Listen, it's two types of people in this world who either drink <laughs> coffee or do cocaine to be up early so yeah pick 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 your poison yeah or maybe you know maybe maybe she has a really good salad like a very hearty salad i've never um, heard no one who gets up at the crack of dawn because of their diet of salad (laughs) i don't know i don't know but bless you robin we love you you're amazing but yeah get some coffee as you know Again, India Moore, it's an exhilarating experience. <laughs> I feel like this is too much of a family show to hear my position on rebranding cocaine, but it's neither here nor there. <laughs> okay, oh no, no, share. This is not a family show. Here's the thing, right? Uh-huh. Cocaine is only bad because of how we view it, right? What, yeah. what do we associate with cocaine? Drug pins in, Mex- in, Mex- in Mexico, like people yeah. dying. But what Chocolate. if? Uh huh. Cocaine was just simply 
ADHD medicine? What if cocaine or tea or or coffee or sold on on top of avocado toast in a bakery? (laughs) Sprinkles. Used to (laughs) used to improve work productivity and make a killing. It's all about perception. It's all about branding. It just needs a rebranding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Ju- justice for for hard drugs. Let's hope. Let's hope that it gets the rebrand that it needs. Obviously, take all the things out there, like you know, makes it addictive or whatever. Like let's, and then you can you can sell like organic cocaine and make a fucking yeah. killing. Well, I mean, yeah, look at weed. You know, weed was, um, I don't know, vilified for so many years. Mm -hmm. And then here you go. Um, Now it's like it's everywhere. I saw a really beautiful uh, weed store. Like it was, um, I don't forgot where I was. It was like somewhere like deep in the east side. Uh, where it was like it was like a mall, like it, like you know. By here we have uh, Matt, um, Med Men, and that looks mm-hmm. like an Apple store. That's like an Apple store for weed. Yeah, but then there was another one. It was like it was gorgeous. It, it looked ease? like it wasn't Ease. Um, I can't remember the name, but I was just like, oh my god, what a beautiful store. Um, it was. Uh, I can't remember. Oh my goodness, but. Uh, anyway, it was it was like way out, like um, not Highland Park, but but kind of kind of in that area. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, yeah, that it's become an acceptable mainstream thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a professor that that has been um, he's he's gotten some press uh, recently for for um, touting heroin. Oh, and saying that's that he Carl. A little, um, yeah, he about. takes a little bit at night. Mm-hmm. He does. Um, Missy heroin. Come on, like. <laughs> Slippery slope. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 I got it under control, he said. I don't know. We're going somewhere else with that. We're, we're like going I, to. Yeah, like sometimes I feel like I have ice cream or chocolate under control, but then yeah, I, I, I really don't. I don't. Exactly. I don't have I don't, I'm I don't not have under control. To, to chocolate under control. I no. Don't if sugar can be sold in stores, I think um, cocaine has a future. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that they actually in how they're grown I um, or, or, or like maybe their genus, like where they come from, yeah, like, I think like sugar a- and cocaine are somehow connected. Right next door. So, ooh, you just never ooh cousins. Right there? Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, so this is the um, we're get we're getting to the to the bottom part of the of of the the fun game that we're playing. Who said this? I'm gonna read this uh, quote. I was cleared to do the beam, which I honestly didn't think I was gonna be cleared to do last night. The beam. It happened today. The beam. The balance beam. A gym, a, a gymnast, an, an athlete. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um. 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 Is it Simone Biles? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So today, Tuesday, um, gymnast Simone Biles, she stepped onto the ba- balance beam. Um, she threw off a week of doubts, fears, mental pressures, those twisties, which is like a mental block mm-hmm. um, for gymnasts where they lose their sense of orientation, um, doing twists and like um, midair tumbles and stuff. Um, and she um, she did what she has long done best, win an Olympic medal. So go Simone. Even she under, got bronze. Even under the pressure, the mental pressures of 
being fucking amazing in front of mm-hmm. the entire world and having to do it every couple of years and coming back and doing it consistently. Yes. In a pandemic. To, like, I just feel, and I don't want this for her. I just feel like she could lose an arm and still be like, eh, I can make it happen. We, we can work yeah. something out. She's a fucking rock star. Absolutely. Yeah, she's Goat. amazing. Goat. Good she's the greatest of all time. Goat. Yeah. Yes. She's amazing. Go Simone. Um, okay, so last one. I got to win this. Yes. <laughs> this one, I don't know, because I just saw this, and it's just so, like, random. Okay. Um, but just fill – if you can just fill in the blank here. Okay. Um, man was duct taped to a seat on a Frontier Airlines flight after allegedly blank flight attendants. He was duct taped to a seat on Frontier? Yeah. <laughs> uh, after um, after he blank flight attendants. After he hit a flight? No, no. He, he hit a flight attendant? He hit one and he groped two others. He, he booby touched. Was he two on flight- Maybe. Oh, maybe. See? He didn't have the one that was sprinkled on avocado. He didn't toast. have the organic cocaine. <laughs> no. Oh my he had God. the behind Ralph's uh, parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What the hell was, what was he on? What were you thinking? So, so according to Sam Sweeney at ABC, a frontier passenger named Maxwell Barry, 22, allegedly touched two flight attendants' breasts, then screamed his parents are worth $2 million Look at the material. before punching a flight attendant. Look at the material. So when people drag yes. me in the comments about saying all men <laughs> have the potential hey. to harass you, this is the material. Yes. Yes. See, see this article. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, um, they, they had to uh, suspend the crew that duct taped him. Cause that, that's pretty jacked up, <laughs> but like, what are you going to do in the air? What are you going to do? It's like a, it's like a Nicolas Cage movie. You have like a crazy, you have this crazy thing happening, touching boobies and hitting people. I, wonder, I, I just wonder what you got to strap him down. Was, what the thought, and who and who had the duct tape and who said yes? Because there's always somebody, <laughs> there's somebody in the group that has the duct tape but is on edge about it, and then there's the other person who's like, "We gotta fucking do it. We gotta fucking do it." And then there's another person who's like, "Guys, I don't know." So I just needed to know who played what role. That's I tend to have weird things in my bags because like, you know, I have, you know, I have a kid. So like I'll have floss, I'll have, you know, a scooter. Like I have different things in my bag at, at any time. And it's almost like if I had that duct tape, I'd be like, excuse me, I have duct tape if you need. Just if you need, let me know. I have extra. I have extra. I, I got extra. He looked like he's going to move a lot. I have yeah, I, I had I had to mail a package before I went to the airport, and I had some t- duct tape. So if you need it, oh my you know. God. And then and then the guy that got punched, he was like, "Fuck it, give me that duct tape, please. <laughs> Just give it to me." He said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna tape his ass. I'm gonna tape his ass. I'll I'll pay you the two bucks. I'll Venmo you two bucks Listen. for that tape that I I used up because they they got it was like a package, like all the tape." They use to I wrap just, this man up in the chair. I totally. You must see it online. 
I have to see that. Yeah. I do agree that that might have been a little bit overboard to duct tape a passenger. And and don't even let like the rest of the passengers be like egging it on. Like, yeah, duct tape his ass. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Right. People have rights. And like because it again, it goes back to community. community. But like if you can't call someone in, if you can't be like, if you can't like the de- de- educate you know the baby on on the plane like this this the baby this particular man because he was acting like a a, a the, baby a baby mm-hmm. he was acting like a the baby and it's like if you can't if you can't call him in i don't know you gotta tape him up Yo, that is wild <laughs> that's like a mild version of the purge <laughs> like, yes I, I i know i know the other passengers is like yeah yep do it well, someone filmed the whole thing uh, yep, sitting behind him. Right there. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, so I, I invite you audience to uh to to check it out on Twitter. Um I'll put a link in the show notes, I but yeah, it's pretty that. I need to yeah, see that. It's pretty it's it is pretty wild. They got they taped him all up like a mummy. <gasps> like, yeah. I've been like um, yeah that I would I would have wanted the Venmo back of of my tape money <laughs> but but anyway um so uh let's close this out like mm-hmm. this has been amazing Shireen so how can we see your movies how can we see missing how can we see the list the mm-hmm. list you you're making mm-hmm. but like how can we see missing um, I would love to even come back on the show whenever the list is done to talk. Yes, with you you're and, always and welcome. And the producers and, and the actress of it. So I'll definitely. Yes. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I, I could do that. Um, Missing is on IGTV. At okay. My, you could uh, watch my film on my profile on Instagram at and the winner is Shireen. Yes. Will it. <laughs> willing it into existence I am, right, right. Um, yeah and the list is i don't want to give a date because i don't want to be i don't want to rihanna this situation like give you something yeah. and then like and so i'll just say right. in theaters next it, it'll be on streaming platforms next year yeah okay this is amazing thank you so much i'll put your your um your insta on the um in the show notes so people can find you um shereen jones very talented funny um ass comedian um comedy writer i mean um so thank you so much um we'll see you next week i'm yummy coco keep your lamplight trimmed and burning bye bye bye